Hi, Doug. <laughs> Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm good. I'm already thinking about what a fun time it's going to be recapping this episode. Oh, dear. When cheerleaders attack. <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't remember. Uh, season 7, episode 17, I think. And I couldn't remember the title. I was like, what's it called? When cheerleaders kill people? I couldn't remember what it was called. When cheerleaders... What, what, um... What movie riff is that from? Because I'm not, it's not, like, I, I can't. I, I don't can't think it's it. a, I think it's actually, like, wasn't there that show When Animals Attack? That was oh, uh, okay. either a Fox yeah. thing or a syndicated, like, campy thing. I think that's what it's actually sending up. Okay. Okay. So, so boy, was this the episode for dressing, you know, 30-something-year-old women up <laughs> in high school? <laughs> I called it I call it the Peggy Sue got married look. Oh my god, it's perfect. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, Peggy Sue got married. Um from the 80s, Kathleen Turner plays a woman who at her 25th high school reunion collapses and then wakes up back as a high school senior in the 50s or I guess it's the early 60s. Um and so it's a significantly older Kathleen Turner uh, acting like a teenager. So that's basically what we have. We have 30-something Heather Locklear and 30-something uh, Rena Sofer dressed up as high school cheerleaders because we are finally getting the explanation that we've been waiting for all season long. Yes. Perhaps not with bated breath, but yeah. And to be perfectly honest with you, it was such a it was such a letdown. You know what I mean? Like they spent the whole season making us wait and making us frustrated that we're waiting. And I was kind of like, to give us that? 100%. That's that's exactly right. It's really a case of, is that all there is? Is that all you could come up with? Um, couldn't it have been like they were sisters? And couldn't it have been something even more involved? Like, yeah, more like just something more complicated and interesting, especially around the relationship with the two of them. And like, yeah. but n- no, it was just really, really stupid. Yeah. So, so let's let's spell out what happened. Okay. We pick up where we left off in the last episode, which is Kyle has cornered Eve to say he knows something about her past, that she's been in prison, and he wants answers. And that's when Amanda shows back up, again, right before Eve is to marry Peter, and says, Eve went to prison for killing a man. We both did. So here, she comes in, she closes the door, she gets ready to tell the truth. Um, and Eve says, Amanda, no one was supposed to know. And Amanda is like, look, Eve already paid for it. And then we get the full flashback. And we have that noise of, of like the old school camera. Um, so they were cheerleaders and Eve came from the wrong side of the tracks, but was dating the most popular guy in school. The he quarterback. was a rich quarterback. Um, <laughs> and, and it was just the giantest cliche ever. Somehow on... Uh, like after a game Amanda is alone on the bleachers and the drunk boyfriend is hitting on her and Eve shows up right as he is probably about to force himself on Amanda um so Eve starts attacking the boyfriend he pushes her down and she kind of rolls over a bleacher or two um and then she gets up and she pushes him off and he falls back but that's the the one clip that we had seen before he falls back and dies right that that sort of like we just see the somebody falling off the t- yeah. uh, off of a high whatever yeah so that and that was from reminder 
Matt's diary or specifically right. the so pages we'll get, Amanda we'll get to out. that too. In right. fact, yes, from Matt's diary. Um, so, so that's the actual crime. And then immediately again, in the cold open, we get the, the fallout. Amanda ran straight home and, and Eve tried to make it look like the drunk boyfriend fell into this crevice where there was a little bit of work being done right by the bleachers. But apparently a witness saw her, and reported it. Um, and Amanda's parents had good lawyers and Eve did not. They're still vague on what Eve's true family background is. Um, and so Amanda basically got dinged while Eve was served, was sentenced to serve 15 years. Um, and then they say, and this is where it gets really great. I know. That I think I know. Amanda, Amanda actually visited her once a month, every month for 15 years at the <laughs> facility where she was staying outside San Francisco. And that's what... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Even before we get to the thing you're cackling about, because we got... <laughs> let's, let's build up. Okay. So we're saying like, so in all the time we've known Amanda, all the time she was with <laughs> Billy, all the time she was married to Peter, all the time she was living in Miami with Jack Parisi, um, even when she had cancer, even when she was planning to move to New York two years ago, when she had her mini nervous breakdown, all that time she was actually still a loyal friend, also going up to San Fran and uh, visiting <laughs> Eve. <laughs> and so what happens now? is, Can I mean, I do you do you want to take it? Yeah, 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 yeah. But then Kyle, after, after she says, I go, you know, every month I have, I've been going up to San Francisco for the past 15 years. Kyle goes, so that's why you keep going to San Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, when the fuck has she been to San Francisco? (laughs) Like every time when, when with every storyline she had is some sort of obstacle. When she was kidnapped and dealing with Rory or thinking she killed Christine. Like, was she also making the time to go up to San Francisco then? (laughs) Yes, she was, apparently. And apparently we didn't see it. And the other thing that I'm still very frustrated about, too, is, like, we don't even see her bringing What's-Her-Face back. Eve back from San Francisco. You, you mean you mean when when Eve joined the show earlier yeah, this yeah, season? When Eve joined the show, they, yeah, she they just suddenly appeared. Like because it was never like, oh Kyle, I have a friend who's moved yes. to town. She's yes. a singer. Maybe you should hear her. No, we just see her singing at Kyle's, and and then they finally kind of allude to the fact that Eve knows Amanda in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, but, but not at all. No, it's completely sloppy. It was so sloppy, and then that and was sort was of great. I, I just loved it when he was like, "Oh, so that's why you so keep going why. to San Francisco." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Does she really?" <laughs> okay, all right. Anyway, so here's the other thing: we were joking about, not joking, we were serious about how no way would calm, cool, collected Amanda have ever unburdened this to Matt. But it didn't happen when he was still living at Melrose Place. It happened after he moved to San Fran Mm -hmm. because Matt was counseling AIDS patients at the same prison where Eve was and saw Amanda there. And that's when I guess he saw her and they had to have the conversation. Right. And I guess that's when he continued to write in the journal. A bit of retcon. A bit? There with Matt. A bit? Yeah. A bit of retcon for everyone. For everybody. But even poor dead Matt, they're retconning here. Because didn't Matt go to San Francisco to be a doctor doctor, not a counselor? Well, he could have been doing that on the side. 
It could have been just something he was doing to fulfill his life's purpose. But yeah, I think he got a residency in San Fran and that was how he left the show. Right. Like and a so, medical residency. Like yes. a medical, I am a doctor, doctor, yeah. not a psychiatrist. Not a I social mean, maybe, worker or anything. Maybe yeah. he decided he wanted to be a psychiatrist and he went that way. Well, I don't Although, know. He really didn't have much time before they killed him to decide Yeah, anything. we would I never know. know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think stupid. So there's the thing. I mean, if you're if you're a daytime soap and you're building to a reveal, there's always, and then there's more. Or you don't give it all away at once. And this was, they sat on a story for 10 episodes or so, and then they finally tell us everything, and it's the weakest amount of everything they possibly yeah. could. Because the other thing is, I mean, Amanda really isn't implicated in this after all. She was there, and she shouldn't have run. But it isn't like Eve truly took the fall for something Amanda did. And what yep. Eve did is still ultimately self-defense. So it's like, this is bad, and this is shitty. And yeah, Amanda, you probably should feel guilty in some way, but this isn't like Eve's dark secret. But Eve is going to stay dark anyway. Well, but we're still treating it like Eve's dark secret, because nobody wants to tell Peter. Be Well, Kyle wants to tell Kyle Peter. Kyle does. But um, even Amanda are, you know, this is going to ruin everything for Eve. And um, and they they swear him to secrecy. Yeah, I mean, Kyle is adamant that, no, I don't believe in any more secrets and Peter needs to know. And Amanda's like, this will affect all of our lives, our businesses, everything. And he eventually agrees to keep quiet and, and leaves them. And so in case you didn't forget, in case you did forget, um, <laughs> we have a wedding to get on with. Oh my that, God, yes, that's right. Is, Even I the forgot. The secret is revealed and we have a marriage now. <laughs> and sweet Lord. Wedding. Oh my, oh <laughs> my God, Karen. This wedding. <laughs> they've Okay, at this point, they've given up. Yeah. They're, I think they're just or they're weddings. or they're trying too hard, but I think it's more the former. Yeah. So we go to our credits, and after the commercials, we come back, um, and we have the wedding. And Kyle shows up, and Peter's asking what took so long, and he's joking, or maybe not joking, saying, "I thought we had another Jane Michael wedding on our hands." And then they play this song. I don't even know how to describe this like acoustic, only in the late '90s kind of like love ballad oh yeah that song um, yeah. and we've got i mean they're supposed to be at this nice looking bed and breakfast i guess on like the central coast i don't know where they are um but they do all these close-ups on peter and eve saying their vows kind of quickly um and it looks like they're just in someone's backyard i mean it just looks like they're standing by a swing set in someone's yard it looks so cheap and then they're married. They're pronounced man and wife. You know, Peter's like, do you have anything else to say to the minister or whatever they have? And he's like, uh, just that you may now kiss the bride. And that's it. And that slow song comes right back on. Uh, I wish I, I, I could have shazammed it, but I didn't have my phone near me and I didn't care enough. Um, it's bad. Um, I mean, everything about this show just feels so not urgent. Um so that's that for now for the Kyle, Amanda, Eve, Peter secret stuff. Um, we're going to hurl ourselves into a different Kyle and Amanda story for the rest of the episode. Um, and there's something else <laughs> kind of bizarro that happens with Peter. But for now, we move back down to L.A. 
in our Megan and Jane and Michael storyline. <sighs> yeah, that's exactly the right reaction. So, okay. Jane found a lump and she was telling Megan and the doctor said she needed to come in and do more testing. And, and so May, Jane, who, is already in, who had already initiated divorce proceedings from Michael five seconds after their bad wedding, um, is, is, you know, like she's now focused on her health. So she's at the doctor's office and the doctor says after she seats Jane and Megan down that the results weren't what she wanted. Which is a misdirect, because what she really is saying is that the biopsy they took was inconclusive, and the doctor will have to do a lumpectomy to learn more, and she wants to do it at the end of the week. Jane is understandably rattled, um, but also has the presence of mind to say, don't say anything to Michael. And she's like, don't worry about it. It's a big hospital, and they're not allowed to access any patient's records. Remember she said that. Um, (laughs) But also, Jane, go to a different hospital. Yeah, I mean, LA's a big city. That can't be the only hospital. And, I mean, you have this job at Amanda Woodward Advertising. I have to believe you have a good benefits plan that will be applicable at more than one hospital. One would think. So, so yeah, we've started the ball rolling with Jane's week. Um, and we're back up at, well, I don't remember where they were for the wedding. I don't know, in California. Yeah. And Peter thanks Amanda for orchestrating the wedding and Amanda's like, yep, everyone is married to the right person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. Ever the pragmatist. Um, And Eve thanks Kyle for his silence. Kyle of course is still pouty. And as Kyle and Amanda leave, he privately says the secrets always have a way of, you know, coming out and I don't want to be there when they do. Um, did, when did Kyle and Peter become so chummy? Like last week. Like, the, like, like for this episode, it's yeah. like all of a sudden it's, they're like I, they they the kind of buried the hatchet when Kyle and Peter were in the room together while Amanda was with Eve. They sort of just said like thank you and I'm sorry in general and we're just like okay. But um, Peter seems to be completely fine with Kyle. Kyle still doesn't seem to 100% like. Peter, but Kyle is also mostly focused now on hating Eve or being unnerved by Eve and not trusting her. I guess, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, and he'll be and he'll be distracted by other things. But yeah, it's not like Kyle and Peter ever had a real come to Jesus moment. Yeah, I mean, just with everything that has sort of happened between Kyle and Peter over the seasons, to like now have see them hanging out like bros was like a little jarring. Yeah, I mean, Kyle isn't really happy for Peter or anything. He's just like Amanda made me come here, and so here I am. Amanda made me do it. (laughs) Oh dear. Uh, And then we go back to the hospital. And, of course, they can't make a clean getaway as Jane and Megan are leaving. Michael sees them. And so then Michael lays into her because what could she possibly be be concocting? And Megan's like, no, Jane and I are just meeting. We're going to go to lunch. So Michael's like, this is a strategy. Why are my two ex-wives having lunch? And what he doesn't say is, why are my two living ex-wives still having lunch together? Um, Because R.I.P. Kimberly and R.I.P. Sid. Um, and the next day is the deposition. So he's sure that this is somehow all tied together and Jane is too busy with, uh, actual concerns to really care. So they just leave. Um, and Amanda and Kyle have also returned to LA, but instead of going home, they go back to her office and 
it's crowded and there are all these babies there. Screaming babies. They had to do a last minute casting session because um, I guess one of Ryan's clients, a baby food client, said the twins that they had cast for a photo shoot weren't jolly enough. So they brought all these other babies in to Screaming be babies. yeah to be auditioned. Um, and Ryan again, ever Mr. Warmth says, um, "How do you make these things stop crying?" <laughs> he tries to give one to Amanda. And then all of a sudden the baby quiets down and Kyle turns out to be a baby whisperer. Yes. And Amanda looks at him warmly. And now we know what's going to happen. I mean, it was so clear what they were telegraphing with this scene. So clear. TikTok. Yeah, I mean, they, 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 they no longer keep their cards close to any vest. But yes. Yes, we know where this is going to go. And it all it goes exactly there. But before that, okay, so there's... Michael is knocking on Megan's door and helps himself and lets himself come in. Um, they don't lock he, the damn doors. I, I mean, no, really. I mean, but you know, they seem pretty breakable even when they are locked, like yeah. Ryan's apartment or when Michael stood in front of his window and is, you know, it looked like every gymnast in the world could just hop right in. Um, <laughs> So Michael is yelling at Megan. He's like, I helped you start a whole new life. I married you. I took you off the streets, blah, 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 blah. So why aren't you being my friend? And she's trying to respect Jane's privacy and asks him to leave. So then he starts guessing what could be wrong with Jane. He guess, is Jane having a baby? Um, and she goes, no. And he, goes, he says, is it Alex Bastian's baby? That Viking worm's baby? Um, and then he guesses that she's sick and Megan can't really say no. She's like, I'm not going to say anything. And and he's like, well, look, I have access to all of her records. So you might as well tell me the truth. <laughs> Cause I'm going to go dig them out. So holy HIPAA violation, Batman. Um, and then it gets even better because we're back at wherever Peter and Eve are for their wedding. It's their wedding night. They're going back up to their room and who's there. Just in case you forgot what else happened at the end of last week, Lexi has flown up and let herself into the room, and she is sitting there <laughs> naked on the floor, ready to seduce Peter. I mean, at this point, Lexi is just embarrassing herself over and time, over and over and over time again. Time and time again. In, like, uh, several times just in this episode. Yeah. It's not like it's not like she's a vixen. It's not like she's, you know, kind of, I guess, what they brought Amanda in to be. Is that yeah, sort she's, of anti-hero? She's completely the opposite of that because she's just so, cl- well, the writing is so clumsy about it. It's just but, so ridiculous. But even the way she plays it is clumsy. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just, it's just like, I, it's cringy. It's cringy. It's, it's the kind of role, or it's like the kind of performance that you'd see someone doing for comedic effect. Like, I could see Miranda Hart doing this just to like be like a butt of the joke with her physical comedy every single time, but they're doing it like I'm sexy. I'm so sexy. Like it's like a Molly Shannon, Mary Catherine Gallagher type thing that she's doing, but they want us to believe that she's a vixen and it never, it never. Yeah. But it's sort of like vixen meets whatever happened to baby Jane. Yeah. Doesn't it have that quality to it? It does feel feel psychotic. Yeah. (laughs) 
And yet it's always someone else's fault. It's always she's the victim and someone else is the bad guy. They made her stoop to this, that sort of thing. Yeah. So Peter explains like, no, I didn't get to tell you I was marrying Eve because the phone cut out and I never told you to come up here. So she's livid. She gets dressed and she says, how could you be marrying her? You've barely known her, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then he, Peter walks her out. And she says, you better divorce her or I will spill the beans about you having Amanda kidnapped. So we're back to that. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot about that, by the way, until she brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and I'm like, Team Peter here, which, I mean, why is this happening? But he threatens Lexi and he's like, yeah, if I did that to Amanda, I could do a lot worse to you. So you just stop. And he goes back to Eve and says she won't be bothering them again. Now, why this seems to actually set Lexi off. I don't, I don't know, but I'm just so tired of this that I actually want something bad to happen to her, just so I don't have to see her again. Yeah. Um, and then someone else has uh, a close call, almost meets their maker, because we get back from commercial and Ryan and Amanda are walking, and she's like almost run down by a speeding mailman. It's like there's a like they are the slowest drivers I've ever seen, and this guy was like flooring it, going like 85 miles per hour on a residential road, and Amanda's like too busy like looking at something in her, like writing something down or looking at for something in her purse. I don't know if it was a phone. Um, and so Ryan has to like shove Amanda out of the way. He he saves her life. So this close call will will awaken something in Amanda. Oh boy, it does it. So, meanwhile, now Michael knows that there's something going on with Jane. Well, I guess he knows everything now that's going on with Jane because he's looked it up. So he shows up late to his divorce deposition um, and admits to publicly humiliating her. Uh, Jane's lawyer is, like, in shock that he's copping to everything. Michael's lawyer is pissed that he's acknowledging everything. Um, And Jane kind of figures it out. So she says, I need to talk to Michael in private, which I don't even think they'd let them do at this point. But, um... She's like, okay, so now it's clear Megan told you. And and he's like, yeah. And she says, well, I'm still going through with the divorce, and I'm going to beat you fair and square, so you just stop this. Let me have my tough divorce. So tonight's musical guest at the upstairs is someone named John Ernst, who never heard of didn't look up uh, i recognize that haircut from 1999 very well um yeah he was no red velvet elvises no no the no um, voodoo queen or swamp yeah queen. gypsy swamp it, boogie queen that's yeah, what it swamp was yeah bo- boogie queen like yeah no i just was like uh it was very disappointing after we had such great musical guests the last two episodes. yeah well he, he he gets punished for not being as good because lexi again shows up or Lexi is already there, wasted, uh, and drinking alone. Um, so then she starts harassing the band and literally gets on stage with them. And, you know, Megan arrives and sees this. Ryan arrives just as Kyle is coming up to get her off the stage. And it's great because then she face plants and is, like, humiliated. Um, and it becomes the bodyguard because then Ryan, like, pick, picks her up and carries her over his shoulder downstairs. I'm pretty sure she calls him Studley Do-Right. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> Which is awesome. That is pretty awesome. 
Um, and she like tries to punch Ryan while he ha- he sets her on the bar at Kyle's, um, and he ducks, and then she falls backwards. So then Megan and Ryan both take her home, and then drunk Lexi gets up from her bed and stands on her balcony and screams, "He's gonna kill me!" in reference to Peter. So she like sort of spills the beans, but not quite. Um, Ryan and Megan are none the wiser. He carries her back in. Um, and it's just, it's, it's, it's so stupid. The whole thing is so stupid. And they're all characters involved in this little breakout plot that I don't care about at this point. So I'm like, you all do whatever. Um, and then Amanda is calling Kyle's not because she heard about Lexi, of course, but she's, she's going through something and she's upset that he isn't there, but, um, that is the precise moment when Kyle walks through the door and she goes, did Ryan tell you that I was almost run over by a truck today? And he's like, no, no, he didn't. But he doesn't say like we were busy dealing with drunk Lexi or, or you know, like a rude customer. Um, she's like, yeah, well, I was, but I think it's a sign. And she's like, just like when you were with the baby, she goes, um, I, th- I think um, maybe we should start working on having a, a family and he goes all right let's have a nice night in i'm gonna go in the bedroom and make things nice and cozy i guess the bedroom is fully repaired i guess the ceiling is fully repaired well you because... know what amanda wants amanda gets yeah or Quickly. does she yeah. Does she? yeah um and then amanda sees another sign because she's out of birth control pills she's like oh i forgot to refill my order and so now um it's another sign it's time for us to make a baby and Kyle's like not really seeing the signs, but fine with it. He's like, all right. Okay. Baby, um, baby it is. Yeah, here we go. Um, so Ryan and Megan both fell asleep babysitting drunk Lexi, and they finally wake up together and he has to make a lame joke, like, Well, we finally slept together, which is like really tacky. Um and and he's like, everything with Lexi is over. We only got together because you rejected me. Oh, and, boy. And Lexi is emerging from the bedroom at this point to hear this. And she says something like, like, she's starting over. She's only going to concentrate on business. Good luck. Instead of men. She's like, my motto is money and power, success. Okay. Um and then she's like, but I'm going to do you guys a favor. She goes, I see the spark between you. Um, why don't you guys just like go for it and become a couple? And um, and then Ryan leaves first and she like, tries to tell Megan, like, you should really do this with him. And Megan's like, I have to go to work. Bye. <laughs> but Amanda doesn't have to do work because Kyle picks her up for a picnic on the beach. But much like Amanda forgetting to refill her birth control prescription, uh, Kyle has forgotten to gas up the car. So the car breaks down on Bayview Drive or wherever they are. Um, and while Amanda's calling AAA, he sees he's like overlooking like this gorgeous spot right there where they can sort of like picnic that you know overlooks the water. And it turns out that right there, there is housing property for sale. Alas, it's too expensive. It's 400000 in 1999, and it's too much for Amanda, who was flying every month to San Francisco to pay. Um, I guess that's where all her money went. I, I guess so. Um, so now Peter has planned a romantic evening with Eve presumably still in the same area where they had got married. Um, 
and it's this gorgeous rustic old wine cellar but now now that we know the truth she is starting to have her own flashbacks and be triggered by this truth so because we're like down in the cellar and it has kind of a gated door um she's flashing back to jail and um she finally tells peter like she's sorry he planned it so nice but but she can't handle this so she has to, she basically makes a run for it um he follows her out and she's like i hate being closed in and and he's like well i'm afraid of losing you and he hugs her and he's like being like a nice guy and it sucks um and there's more with john ernst our musician um and lexi so kyle and amanda are at the bar he's performing and lexi shows up we see her approach from the back um, and she apologizes and apologizes to each of them, to Kyle for making a scene and to Amanda for basically everything, including the rumors that she started. Um, she says that she's had an epiphany. And of course, after she leaves, neither of them buy it. Nor, I'm sure, do you or I. Um, so Michael has apparently been waiting at Melrose and looking for Jane to come home. And she finally does. Um, it's late. It's, and it's the night before her procedure. And she says she was out driving. She was just trying to keep her mind busy. And he says he looked up all of her tests and records. And she's like, look, he follows her into her apartment. She goes, I don't want to be alone. And she asks him to hold her. And that's all we see of them until after the procedure. But some other stuff happens first. Um, Kyle is again alone at that spot on the I beach when someone pulls up in a limo. Do you want? Do you want to describe it? No, you can't. Okay. I just hated it. Um, again, we see where all this is going to go. Kyle apparently made an offer, but it was a, a lower offer to the owner of the property. Um, but he found out from the realtor that the owner apparently visits this property every Friday. Um, and so Kyle tells them the story about all the signs and this being their destiny. And the man tells Kyle his story, which is this was his and his wife's destiny. But the day they were going to break ground, his wife died in a freak car accident. He couldn't live there, but he just couldn't sell it. Um, and, and, you know, he does listen to Kyle's kind of spiel and then he goes back in his car. And just when you think Kyle will catch a break, the guy's like, um, so okay bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then we're at, at sterling conway and lexi is talking to her assistant the one who was the mole for amanda to send roses um to amanda as a friendly comp uh competitor um and she's all confused yeah and she's like you are and then you know lexi lets her true colors show and she's like yep you want to be close enough to stab a friend not an enemy and then megan is you know like eyeing photos i don't honestly know what megan's job as vp is it's just sort of everything and nothing that she is uh trained or qualified for um and ryan calls and asks her to take a dinner break and she declines because they're just dragging the shit out as long as they can before these two can get together all season um so now Amanda comes to that same place in the evening where Kyle was earlier and and the property has now been sold. And Kyle says, yeah, well, check out one more sign. 
and there's a table with a banner that says welcome home amanda because the guy fell for kyle's plea and has taken kyle's offer which means are amanda and kyle going to leave melrose place not for a while because it does take time to build especially on waterfront property it's gonna I be mean, years you want to say and in real life it would but i expect there might be a full house by tomorrow do you think i mean no i don't really think but the way the show works it could do you remember if if she left melrose i'm pretty sure they don't i don't think so that would be quite the abrupt turn it would be but i i i, I just feels like nah no I, I don't uh yeah i don't think it happens okay um, okay, so we finally get more about Jane. She's in a bed in the hospital. Michael comes in with flowers, and apparently she has a clean bill of health. So all that we were worried about <laughs> is fine and is over. I in know. An Again, it's like, why did they even do this? Like, <laughs> well, yeah, why, why indeed? Because now we're right back to where we were an episode or two ago. So you know, Michael like, is, is still vowing his love. And he's like, a lot of memories went through his head. And he mentions the good, like the first time they were married. Um, and not the bad, like everything else that happened. Um, and he's he thinks they can move forward still. And Jane tells him to stop. She's like, I needed a friend. I needed someone to be with me last night because I was scared. But we're still going to get divorced. And she's like, I don't want a life of turmoil with you. And he says, well, you're not going to be my friend. I'm going to wipe you out. And so now he's back to the old Michael. Yeah. Um, he and he uh, blames like Lexi blames it on Jane. He goes, "How could you do this to us?" I mean, ugh, it, yeah. I don't even know which one is the worst storyline. But for now, I'm going to say this one is the worst storyline. Mm-hmm. And then we end back at Melrose, but it's it's like a like a Nightmare on Elm Street kind of movie because everything is at odd angles. It's kind of like a horror movie in the middle of the night. Um, even Peter are in bed and there's a knocking on the door. So she gets up and she walks over to the door and then in the window, the dead boyfriend that she killed pops up and scares her. And it's, it's, it's got a like nightmare. A cheek and he's all got, that yeah, thing. he's yeah. got some like zombie kind of makeup on. <laughs> so she wakes up from the nightmare and Peter comforts her. And, you know, I'm sure there will be more of this. Now, did you think as in terms of like, like episode endings like didn't you feel like that should have been flipped with like michael and jane it just was such a non way to end the episode i thought i almost even felt like it should have ended with amanda and kyle oh really because yeah if we're like really gonna believe like she's gonna leave the block um i almost feel like that's a good way to end it Okay, because I just the Michael and Jane thing. It was almost played because even though it's dumb uh, and melodramatic, it's also like always kind kind of their lightest storyline. So they sort of never end the episode on a comic beat, and the Michael Jane thing was still sort of that. So I I I would have flipped it with Amanda Kyle. Okay. But it just felt completely out of place for like, a, you know, for, for an episode ender. Like it was just kind of like, and then she woke up. Like there yeah. was no cliffhanger there. Yeah. There was no, like, am I supposed to like sit here and wonder? Yeah. In fact, I didn't think... have another bad dream. Like it was just yeah. stupid, you know? That could be a, a decent cold open and then you go into credits with that. Right. But, but and then an like ender. it sets up whatever is to come 
through that episode, but but not necessarily to end the episode. Like if it were the boyfriend is actually alive and knocking at the door, that's where you end it as a cliffhanger. That makes sense. Right. But for it to just be a nightmare, not really. Yeah. So, I mean, if you had any stock invested in this storyline, I imagine it's a disappointment to find out that like Occam's razor is kind of like, well, if I was going to guess what even Amanda's secret is, it might be something like this and nothing more. Um, Cause I don't think there's anything more. And if I were Eve, I would still be resentful that Amanda got away scot-free, mm-hmm. but we don't seem to be digging into that. So, so now Peter and Eve are married and Michael and Jane are about to no longer be married again. And Kyle and Amanda might be making a baby and uh, moving to a house on the water. Okay. I want to say something else that I keep forgetting. I mentioned Christine from last season um, earlier. The actress who plays Christine, Susan Walters, who is Lyndon Ashby's real-life wife, um, is back on daytime. She is reprising a role she played like 15, 20 years ago on Young and the Restless in like the current big storyline. So good for her to be back at work. Excellent. Yep. So life finds a way. And I guess that's it for the block. We'll see where they, uh, I mean, I guess we'll see where they take all of these storylines. So, um, yeah. We're going to go to Hollywood Boulevard because I'm tired and <laughs> and I just want to like wash this episode off of me. Yeah, I think that is a fair assessment. Because so let's do terrible. that. It was terrible. Yeah. yeah, this is, you know, this is where we have plateaued, unfortunately. I know. And I've been more forgiving of this season, I think, than you. And they're starting to, they're starting to lose me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm impatient. Yeah. But anyway, guys, if you are liking it, let us know. Show us why. And if you don't, let us know so we know we're not alone. (laughs) So we know we're not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, crazy seems to be uh, running rampant around the block. So it would be nice if it wasn't us. And that's it. You guys have a great week. Feel good. And I think the next time you hear from us, it'll be May. Oh, my God. Crazy. Crazy. See you on the boulevard. Bye.